all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all so if you're ready to break the generational cycle of poverty, revolving prison doors, and a lack of education that's holding us all back, then now's the time to do something about it. So to move from gutter to greatness, it all begins with a change in mindset. Here's your host, Dr. Paul Miller. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the first inaugural episode of G2G, From the Gutter to Greatness. I am your host, Dr. Paul Miller. I will be here with you episode after episode, guiding you from the gutter to greatness. We're going to have uh, mindset minutes. We're going to have all kinds of interesting topics, but our main focus is going to be pushing you from moving from a gutter mindset to greatness. So who am I? I am Dr. Paul Miller. I am initially from Rochester, New York. Uh, Rochester, for those of you that don't know, is the one of the poorest cities in this country. I believe almost the fifth poorest city in the country, has the lowest graduation rates for black males, is the highest murder rates per capita in New York State. Not only does it have the highest murder rates per capita in New York State, the school district is ranked 646 out of 646 people. It is the worst school district in New York State and one of the worst in the school in the country. So for, again, for me, uh, Rochester has been a very, very tough place. Rochester, I grew up here in Rochester. I grew up in, in the projects within Rochester, New York. And I always knew I wanted something different. I always knew that God had a plan for me, that me transforming was going to be God's plan and not just my plan. Now, I'm more comfortable in the hood. So you're going to hear in this podcast, you're going to hear me just be me. So yes, my vernacular may not enunciate the way that the good doctor should, but I am still who I am. But I want to continue to excel, to be better, to greatness. And gutter doesn't always have to be bad, you know, because I'm I'm from the gutter. I'm from the rough of the rough, the worst of the worst. But it made me who I am. I couldn't be where I am today without that gutter, without that gutter pushing me to greatness, pushing me to be better, pushing me to be able to help other people, especially kids and kids within this country. And that's really what means something to me. You know, God's plan has always been for me to be able to persevere and persevere through whatever obstacles have come. I remember when I uh, growing up, you know, we were so poor that we often had to take bottles back for toilet paper where I would have food stamps. And I was embarrassed. I don't know, was anybody else out there who's listening uh, embarrassed? Uh, you know, I'm 45 now. And so I wasn't in the era where they had the nice benefit card that looks like a, a credit card. It just, it didn't work like that. So I had the food coupons that were a different color. I was always embarrassed, but I was embarrassed because I didn't want other people to know I needed help, that I needed guidance, that I needed assistance, that we got assistance, that we got support. You know, what's crazy is the people next to me got the same support. The people behind me got the same support. The people in front of me got the same support. But you didn't want anybody to know that. Growing up in the projects, you all wanted to act like you had some money, but we ain't have shit. We ain't have nothing. And so, you know, I remember standing and going outside the store and looking in and making sure there was no young ladies inside the store because I didn't want them to know I had food stamps. I didn't want to get teased. And so I would wait and I would wait until they came outside. And when they went, when they left, 
I would then walk in and then go quickly buy what I had to buy. And I used to beg and plead and ask my mom, please, can I just have a dollar or two dollars or five dollars and not have to use the food stamps? Like beg and almost cry because I didn't want to use the food stamps. But what's interesting is, you know, I think about that later and I think about that later in life. And now, shit, I wish I had some food stamps, right? Uh, I wish I had some food stamps to be able to take care of what I need to take care of. And, you know, have that. So I would I would appreciate it differently now. However, you know, I think about that and being embarrassed, but embarrassed for the wrong reasons, because I didn't want to get made fun of. But the truth of it is, is that, you know, that struggle, out of struggle comes beauty. Out of pain can come triumph. You know, the tribulations can come you know, we're accommodations. So now I'm staying in nice accommodations because I've persevered through it and I've worked through it. But, you know, I didn't start there. I definitely didn't start there. And you know what? And I'm not even finished. So I want to be greater than great. But to get there, I definitely know that I had to change my mindset and I had to work towards that shift to figure out who I was so I could be better for other people. So, you know, what is, you might ask, what is this show? What is Gutter to Greatness? What is this show going to be about? So Gutter to Greatness is going to be just a regular guy from the hood, one of the worst hoods in America, who wasn't really supposed to make it. I'm supposed to be dead or in jail. Uh, all kinds of life experiences, good, bad, and ugly, some crazy, some I may tell on this podcast, some I may not tell and take with me to the grave. God wanted something different for my life, though, and I knew that early on. And the fact that God wanted something different for my life, no matter what I did, I would always hear his voice. And I would always hear uh, and that faith and that spirituality and that that voice and listening to that voice push me to get through difficult times. And listening to that voice saved me. And it made it so I could persevere and get through because I never stopped listening. And so a lot of this show is going to be about listening to that voice. It's about listening to that voice and listening to that guidance so you can move from the gutter to being great. And I knew that he wanted those different pieces for my life, but he wants something for your life too. This show will explore the gutter mentality and work to lift you and your mindset to greatness. So that's really what that, but I'm specifically going to focus on on my brothers, my black males, my black and brown males. We got to do some changing, fellas. We got to do things differently because the way we're doing things, we're part of the problem. Yeah, I'm going to give you research, going to give you facts, going to give you a little bullshit in there, little stories and some other things like that. But at, at the end of the day, the truth is, is that it's us. We got to do some things differently. We got to reverse the curse. We got to break the cycle. Yeah, but there's other entities and other supports and there's things that I'm going to bring to you and resources that I'm going to bring to you and great people I'm going to bring to you. Hopefully some great thoughts that will help inspire you and motivate you to want to be great and know that you can do it because you are enough. And the trauma that you have been through isn't the trauma that you are. You got to heal and heal towards being that great self. If I had to ask, you know, what is the real pains and problems that we're going through as a community. So when you think about it, what are, what are those real pains and problems that we're going through as a community? And when I think about it, especially for our Black men, our Black and Brown men, it's that generational poverty. It's revolving prison doors due to a lack of education. You got to do something better. We got, it's time to do something better. You know, it's not even that we have to, it's just time. It is time now 
gentlemen. Like we got to do something better. It's time to heal, but we need support systems. We need our resources. We need the people around us to help us to do something better as well. If we heal and the steps to be better for ourselves, we could be better for others. Trauma is a huge factor rooted in our DNA. It is rooted. We have to reprogram our fibers by being willing to accept and listen and accept help. Heal our trauma, heal ourselves, change our mindsets, get greater, unlock to the next level. So we got to take our problems and take our excuses and turn them into our reasons. See, the trauma that you you have been through can't define you. And we got to change it. So it's almost like Bruce Leroy. I know y'all out there have seen The Last Dragon. Uh, one of my favorite movies, right? So I know I'm old school. I'm an old school head. And so Leroy, it be like Bruce Leroy, right? So, you know, we got to become Bruce Leroy. So for those of you who don't know, The Last Dragon was about this, this young dude who always had a, had a gift. And he was growing up, I believe, in Harlem. And he had a gift. And he was a talented martial artist. This was a movie was maybe late 80s, early 90s, talented martial artist. But to be able to uh, get to that next level was something he hadn't reached yet. And so he was searching for the next level and he was always searching. But he tended to go up against obstacles and other people who had more confidence than he did, even though he was super talented. And even and as he was going up them, he he up against them. He would often, uh, when he got to the people with more swagger, more confidence, and, and the main character was Show Enough, right? Show Enough. And, and Show Enough, he was a character, but he had that confidence. And, and he used it for bad. So he used his powers for bad, but he kind of had that inside, inner glow already inside of him. And even though he used it for bad, he was able to apply it to to win whatever came his way. Unfortunately, it was for negative, right? But Bruce Leroy ultimately had to find the master inside of himself and he had to find that glow to grow, you know, and, and that glow at the end of the movie, you know, it, it just clicked for him and he was able to find the glow and the glow radiated around him. And he was able to basically catch bullets in his teeth because he had the glow and the glow to grow. So basically you become that glow and you become unstoppable if you find that inner glow inside of you. You know, hey, if you've never seen The Last Dragon, you got to go watch it. Yeah, I think Vanity was in it. She used to be pretty bad too, fellas. So so please go see uh, The Last Dragon, one of my favorite movies. I could talk about it for a while, but that glow to grow it right in you. And hopefully this podcast is going to help bring it out of you. I'm not even going to say hopefully. It's going to bring it out of you because when any time you practice or think about it, listen to something that's positive, you have the opportunity to move forward and do something differently and make the choice. Once you knew better, you do better, right? So there's no other demographic that's in more danger than Black men in this country. So if you might ask yourself, why now? Because it's needed, because you're in danger. I'm in danger. We are, there's a target on your back. Every time you leave that house, every time you're in your house, from the music that's, that you're listening to, from the TV you're watching, from your relationships, to your thoughts, to when you leave the house, the police, any authority figures, you are a target. You are an endangered species. And so it's time to protect our endangered species and to do something a little bit differently. But if you don't believe me, right? So I'm going to spit a few facts for you. So in 2019, 28% of Black men had bachelor's degree. Only 4% had master's 
middle of a 40% of white men had had bachelor's degrees. So already it's saying that white men are educated at a high level. When you think of upward mobility, one third of white men raised in low income homes will end up in the top 40% of wealth distribution compared to 19% of black men. So doubling your ability to be wealthy one day. Because I knew for me growing up, I've always wanted two things. One thing was to follow God's plan because God's plan for me was to always help people do things for the right reason, specifically use my talents and gifts to be able to build schools that work and help schools get better and be more successful and get results. I've been able to, you know, I didn't even go into some of the results that I've had. And I'm going to get back to the fact, but some of the results for those that are out there listening, I've been able to run schools for 23 years. I've been able to support them and support them in ways that uh, many people have struggled in the country. I had my last placement where I was at for 11 years. Shout out to Green Tech. You know, we'll always be home. Uh, Green Tech uh, was all boys, 97% black males and 90% poverty. But we averaged an almost 95% graduation rate and 100% acceptance of college and millions of dollars of scholarship money. It was because we build systems that work. We build systems to support people that look like me to make sure that they're successful. And we'll get into all that during the podcast at some point in time. But this is really about about you. It's about me. It's about internalizing. And how do we help internalize for ourselves, get better for ourselves so we can get better for somebody else? But back to some of those facts, right? So what I've seen is that Black men earn $378 less per week than white men. Labor force participation. Black men age 20 plus participating in the workforce earn a 5.6% lower rate than white men. Unemployment rates. 12.6% of black men unemployed compared to 6.5% of white men. Life expectancy. The black man's life expectancy is almost nine years less than their white counterparts. So I'm starting to build a case here, hopefully, that you guys are hearing, is that Black men are an endangered species. In almost every category, we're last and facing doom, death. But it doesn't have to be like that, because you can be free if you decide to make yourself free. And it all starts with you. It starts with your mindset. COVID deaths, 80 out of 100,000 Black males died to COVID. 2.4% more than white men. Criminal justice, ooh, that's a hot one. We're going to have whole episodes designed for prison doors closing on on us and closing us in and those walls trapping us. Uh, So we're going to get to that. But just scary fact is black men over the age of 18 make up 6% of the population in the world. But 33% of black men are incarcerated. White men make up 36% of the population and 27% of white men are incarcerated. There's a huge differential in there. You do the math. I'm not your mathematician. I'm not that smart. I just work hard. (laughs) But I know it ain't right. Implicit bias studies. 40% of white respondents rate many or all black men as violent more likely to be stopped by the police, more likely to be frisked, more likely to be arrested, more likely to be convicted. You could do the same crime, but get double the time. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. But why your podcast, right? Because I can't do this anymore. I can't lose more students. You know, I can't see 
other black men dying without sharing my journey and sharing that I've had the ability to change my life. You know, I had this one student one time and this really hit home and it wasn't recent. It was maybe recently or more recent, maybe about two years ago. You know, I'll be talking about this in the Cut of the Greatness book as well. And, you know, his name, we, we went by the last name as a sign of respect. So we call him Mr. Brigman. And Mr. Brigman was a great kid, great dude. Memory needs to be, you know, honored and respected. Uh, had the best personality, quiet, you know, kind of like that quiet leader that didn't move crazy. But nobody bothered him either. Like everybody knew he was the man and, and you just kind of, you treated him as such. But he, did, he wasn't a bully. He was, And he did well. He was in AP classes. And as I told you, I built systems that work for kids that look like us. And in our school, we made sure that we got kids college and career ready. And so he was taking the AP courses, but we also had other programs that he was involved in and just did, did really well. When he graduated, and we got him there. He went from a kid who, you know, might not have put a lot of effort in to being real consistent and working towards that graduation and graduated with honors and was able to, I believe it was on the honor roll, was able to uh, get offers for college and college money and scholarships. And he was able to, uh, he really had his pick of the litter and uh, he was supposed to go away. He chose not to go away. And I will say that part of what we have to do because our young black men who become older black men often aren't ready mentally. And so we got to hold their hands. We got to kind of meet them with that. And we meet them with that. And we hold their hands and we're going to do whatever it takes to get them across that finish line of graduation. And, and our goal is to get them off to college or being successful in the work world. And we do that. But we do it so much because if we don't, a lot of them aren't going to make it because they're not getting those pushes in other areas and other aspects of their life. And so we push them, we drive them, we hold their hands. So at times the school is comprehensive and we become their mothers, their fathers, their uncles, their aunties, their cousins, their grandmamas, their granddaddies, uh, you know, big brother, whatever you name it. We play the role that they need. And so we push them to get across that finish line. But then when they leave us, that same support isn't there anymore. And so it, it's there because we check on them, we do check-ins, we see how they're doing, but that day-to-day support isn't there and they have the ability to move on. But a lot of them mentally just aren't ready. And so they progressed so much and they've got to a, a space where they're doing something different, like they're moving into their greatness, but there's still so much room for growth and they still need that love and support. And so college doesn't offer that all the time. But so Mr. Brigman... You know, it was always like unsaid, never knew for sure that he was, you know, into some street life. And and again, I couldn't tell you exactly that I know what he was into, but I always heard rumors that he was involved in some some things and some activities to make money. And so him being potentially or allegedly involved in those things, it was loose, but I never had it really confirmed. And so what I hear and some of my sources have said is that he was still involved with them after uh, high school and decided to get more involved in that type of life and then go to college and get away from it all. And you know, why? You know, I don't, I don't know. We got to figure that out. Why? What, what was he scared of? What was he afraid of? What didn't he heal enough from to be able to move on and take that next risk or that leap? 
and that the pull from the block is so strong on him that this is what he wanted and needed. And he ended up, you know, didn't go to school. And I think like two years ago, I got a call after, you know, in the morning, uh, you know, uh, from, I believe, his, his family and, you know, some other people in the community that there was a drive-by shooting and he was targeted and he was shot like 23 times and ended up passing away. And, I, you know, I can't go through that anymore. You know, I, I got to lend my voice to be able to help and support. And I started somewhere. You know, I used to be involved in that life, that gutter mentality and feel like no matter what you do, you're stuck and like you can't get out of it. But through perseverance, through healing, through trials and tribulations, and through wanting to be great and never be complacent, I was able to find my way into some new ventures in life. And so my goal is to help our young men out there achieve that as well. So if I could say anything over, over this podcast, over these episodes that inspires you, that motivates you, and that raises questions for you about what you need to do and do differently. That's what I want to do. And that's what I want to be because I can't have more kids dying. I can't have more young black men dying out in these streets. Uh, and this is a way just to get it out there and let people achieve their own gutter into greatness stories. So use my story. Use my story. Use my words, my thoughts. Use whatever you can use. Use me up so you can become great too. I always made a promise. So when parents came into me in ninth grade, so I made, always made a promise to my parents. I guarantee every parent that walked into my doors that their son would graduate. How many schools and how many school leaders do you know that will guarantee that your child will graduate? I provided that guarantee. I provided that stamp of approval. I put my reputation on it. And I put a little caveat in there, though, because I'm no fool. I'm no dummy. And I said, the only thing that I would need for your son to graduate is for you and them to care just a little bit. You hear that? If you and your son care just a little bit, I will guarantee you I will do whatever it takes to help your son get across that finish line and graduate. So this podcast is going to be about graduating life. It's going to be graduating to greatness. You know what? And wherever you're at, that's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to have a million dollars right now. I don't have a million dollars. You know, I want to be there one day and I'm going to get there because that's one of my goals is to never have to worry about it, be able to take care of my family and be able to be the role model and be able to take care of other people's families as well, to be able to support on a different level. But you don't have to get there. You got to walk before you can crawl. Like there's beauty in the process. And so this podcast is going to be about that process. It's going to be about that process from gutter to greatness. You know, every episode, we're going to end with a mindset moment. And, you know, this inaugural episode is the mindset moment. It's about you and your mindset. And will you have the mindset to listen to the next episode? Will you click on and stay with me? Will you persevere through? Will you listen, analyze, appreciate it, criticize, challenge, accept the things that I'm going to put out there in the universe? Because as a young Black man, as an older Black man, we might have to change too. Because guess what? The only thing that holds you back is you. 
So if you want to be great, it starts with you and your mindset. It starts with you and your ability to refire, retrain your brain, be able to form new habits, rituals, and routines. But we're going to take that journey. So take that journey with me and tune into this series, turn into this podcast. You're not going to be disappointed. Each episode is going to have great information. Uh, we're going to have great guests coming up, uh, but we're going to establish that you are the reason why you will be great. Hey, I just want to help you and support you get there. So until next episode, this has been the first episode of The Gutter to Greatness G2G, baby. That's it for today's episode. So head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing for a $25,000 private epic VIP day with Dr. Miller himself. Be sure to head on over to guttertogreatness.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Miller's gift. And join us on the next episode.